man, what a great day to be an Eagle. Mercy. Well, another road game and another road loss. Uh, Georgia Southern um, losers in uh, San Marcos, Texas, forty-five to twenty-four. Um, stays at six wins on the season. Um, moves to six and three overall. Um, second conference loss, uh, three and two now in Sun Belt play. Still in the driver's seat um, because. No one really wants to win the conference, it seems, or win the East. Um, uh, with with uh, Georgia State losing to JMU, um, obviously we have tiebreakers over them and Coastal, um, and then Old Dominion, you know, yet to play. So <clears throat> everything's still in front of us. Um, but you know, the big question going into this week, uh, Cody, was can we win a significant um, road game? And you know, yeah. the answer so far is still no. Um, and you know, that's not a good sign for the rest of the season, um, being in the driver's seat or not, because, uh, two of our, our final three are now on the road starting this week, um, at Marshall. Yeah, no, you're right. And as we mentioned that the other, um, in our last episode that each of these teams only had one loss at home, um, this season. So even though app and Marshall may not be. Uh, record-wise, as good as what they typically are, they are still a formidable opponent when you're playing them at their home um, or at their home stadiums. So, yeah, we have got to figure out a way to win on the road. We've got to figure out a way to not come out sluggish, uh, not come out or to come out, you know, uh, to remove the the stupid uh, plays and penalties. Um that we saw in this past game and, and to really, you know, understand that the same football you play at Paulson stadium, where you are, you know, locked in, you play pretty much mistake free football. You're prepped really well. Um, it's the same football game that you play when you go somewhere else. (laughs) It's, It's not a completely different game. So until that mental block is removed, and until we find some sort of mental, I don't, I've been struggling with the words to find how to say this, but the best I can come up with is some sort of mental tenacity or mental toughness yeah. to understand that when you're on the road, you have to really just block it out and just remind yourself that it's the same game as it is in Statesboro, that just because you have one bad play it does not need to lead to many bad plays down the road. Or coaching-wise, if you make one bad play call, it doesn't need to continue to lead to multiple bad play calls um, going forward. So, you know, it's it, the difference between play is quite evident. You look at Wisconsin, James Madison, and now Texas State, and yep. we've given up 35-plus points or more. We've given up multiple turnovers in all three of those games, and we have scored um, outside of Texas State, let's just say 25 or less points in each of those three games as well. So, uh Obviously, there is some sort of issue when it comes to our planning of, of the opponents on the road. 
Granted, these are good teams, not yep. to take anything away from them, but we shouldn't be getting blown out and look as terrible as we have on the road. And, and really, you could say 14 or less or, or really even 10 or less because, you know, yeah. right? I mean, the um, it was... It's garbage time. It, it, it's garbage. Yeah, it was garbage time. I mean, the 14 that we got against Wisconsin, obviously one in the se- or seven in the first half, um, and then, you know, they started pulling away. We uh, got another touchdown. Uh, JMU, same thing, didn't have a touchdown until the final second of the game and that yeah. one um and then uh yeah against uh texas state same thing uh garbage time you know had had a lead there in the first they ran away with it they were uh very i uh, had the game well in hand at halftime um we pretty much showed uh the same thing and then second half as we did in the first half um and then yeah that made it look um at least a, a little bit um a little bit better um, in you know late in the fourth, but uh, but yeah, if you watch the game, it was it was never close. So um, so yeah, that's that's super concerning. That's Cody. I'm Matt. Welcome to Gotta Talk. Um, Want to thank our uh, title sponsor for uh, season six of Gotta Talk, and that's Can Cut Tools. Um, go check them out. Um, you should know the deal by now. Uh, go support an alumni-owned business, a Georgia small business. Um, Andy Thompson uh, does. A great job there. I know he's uh, not happy after this loss, but hopefully um, he and, and the rest of, of Eagle Nation, Cody and I included, um, will be happy after uh, after this game up in Huntington, West Virginia, which we will preview here in just a little bit after uh, recapping the Texas State game. Um, but go check them out. Uh, King Cut Tools, premium drill bits and cutting tools. Um, KingCut.com, K-N-K-U-T.com. Um, so, Cody, with the Texas State game, um, like I said, I – I don't want to spend a ton of time on it just because I, do, I don't want to really uh, relive it. Um, yeah. Just because, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's disappointing. Right. But um, yeah, I, I, you said mental toughness. I, I think that's, I think that's the best way to put it. Um, you know, I, people are throwing around like soft and things like that. And I, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I think, yeah, just the overall like vibe, the mentality, like you said, like uh, being able to ramp yourself up when you make a mistake because mistakes are going to come, um, black, yeah. bad play goals are going to come, um, but it just seems to, yeah, like we we dig ourselves a hole and we can never get out of it on the road where, you know, at, at, at Paulson is it's the opposite. You know, we always have that kind of like spark lingering there. We can feed off that. Um, and not, not that like in our, our home games, you know, we haven't really had to come back, right. We were pretty much in control. We had to hang on in a lot of those, um, especially like coastal and, and UAB. Um, but, uh, yeah, like we, 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 you just they fed off the power of Paulson. They were able to establish a lead, and then were able to you know hold on for those wins. Um, but on the road, other than Ball State, which again we chalk up like that's a really bad. That's an FCS um, team, basically. It is. I it mean, is just, uh, again it significant wins on the road, and we we haven't had it. And and Texas State was going to be that. That we that big test, that. right? Because yeah, Wisconsin we was was Big Ten. It was Power Five. Yes, it would have been good uh, to get that win. Um, and yes, we were very much 
in that game for for three quarters um but you know because of all the turnovers and yeah we know we know the story but um but still power five team um and then jmu is just a buzzsaw i mean they're just running through everybody um and you know they're uh yeah now what 21 uh ranked 21 in the coaches poll yeah. I, I didn't see the ap they can't be ranked in the. i think it's the same in the ap yeah 21. and they can't be ranked in the college football playoff um but yeah, but but yeah, no one's beat them, right? And and they pretty much beat uh, Georgia State the the same way they beat us. <laughs> um, yeah. So so yeah, Texas State was that like defining moment. Like, could we um, get over that hump, get a signature road win, beat a good Sun Belt Conference team on the road for the first time in the Clay Helton era? And the answer so far still is no. And and I mean it's it's starting to get really really concerning um because yeah i mean we yeah. marshall we'll talk about them more in a minute they're reeling um with five straight losses um but you know you you made a great point the only game of those five that has been in huntington west virginia um was james madison um and they, exactly. they, they lost that game 20 to 9 um in in prime time on on national tv and you know, anemic offense, but defense kept a minute. So they're going to play hard at, at home. And yeah, all the other uh, losses in, in that five game stretch came on the road. Yeah, you're right. And um, you say concerning, I say frustrated as a fan, as, as I continue to sit here and, and kind of ponder it over this weekend, trying to find some sort of sense to it. The, the best that I can come up with is that we are still, overcoming a lot of the issues that is left over from Tyson Summers and the Lunsford era, right? And I know that may not be something that we want to hear, but look at what was asked of this coaching staff to come in, right? You had to overhaul the offense. You had to somewhat overhaul the defense. Um, I think we've done a great job with the offense in the first year. We've done a good job of overhauling the, the defense in the second year. The missing piece that I think right now to turn us into the championship teams that that we're used to from the past is is I think the toughness aspect of it. Yes. There just seems to be some sort of, of like the mental aspect of it of just understanding. But how that. is that carryover? Because like you're talking, I mean, no, no one played for well, summers you, on this team. Um, no, and, no, you're right. Yeah. But it's 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 the mentality of it, right? It's it's the carryover of you're right. But nobody played for summers on the team, but they did play under Lunsford. And a that few, from, a few left. Yeah, yeah, from summers and. We haven't had that gritty team, that hard nosed team, really since Munkin in the in the first and second year of Fritz. We haven't really seen that um, yet. And and you know, to be honest with you, this is something that's built in in the off season, right? You you have to build in the toughness. You have to use it through your workouts in the winter, spring, and summer. And you know, if I'm Coach Helton and I'm you know, at the end of the season and I'm evaluating how I've done, you have to look at your win-loss record on the road and you have to try to understand, well, where am I failing at? Because right now I think his win-loss record on the road is something abysmal, right? It was 2-4 and four last year and it's 1-3 one one and and three this three. year. So yeah. what is that, 3-7 three and seven three, overall? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so you have to say, okay, something that we're doing right now is not working, so what do I need to do to correct it? Well, I think the first aspect of it is is to whatever toughness, whatever 
hardship that you're you're using in your off-season workouts, you got to make it harder. You got to have it to where when those athletes are going on a weight game, there's no doubt that it's not going to be anything harder than what they face in the off-season, in their workouts, in their prep, and their conditioning. Um, I think that's a, probably where you start. Now, is there some sort of game plan? Is there some sort of structure that they're doing in the week that needs to be modified? Probably so, right? It just can't all just be mental toughness. You see a complete breakdown in offense, defense, special teams. Um, that has to be somewhat corrected. What are they doing different for away games that they're doing for home games? Is there anything that they're doing different? Um, if not, maybe so. Something's got to change because – you can't just be this abysmal on the road and think that you can win championships. You're not going to. And to be honest, if this continues for these next really three games, right? If we go, if we finish the season out one and <clears throat> one and three in November, I hate to say it, but this coaching staff may be on a little bit of a hot seat going into next year. Yeah. Um, especially yes, if we be. collapse. Yeah. yeah. Especially if we collapse again in, in late in the season. So. To win games late in the season, it takes, again, a mental fortitude to, to push yourself to get through it. I saw a stat that one of the James Madison accounts posted the other day where I think since like 2016 or 2015, or maybe further back, I can't remember, um, that James Madison was like 23-2, and 24-2 in the month of November. Um, again, that's what you strive for. You can't win championships in September and October, but you can lose them in those months. But when it comes to November, that's when you win them because you got to win your games late in the season in order to get there. So uh, I think this is going to be a a huge thing for the coaching staff moving forward. Um, But I don't have the answers for it. I I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you do that. I don't know if you get with your strength and conditioning coach and say, hey, we need to figure out some way to really kind of get these kids mindsets is it too late to i think is the question for that this wanna, season yeah, for yes this season yeah is. for this season yeah now for next season no you you have to go through your whole uh um you know you look at what you have planned out for for winter and spring and say okay what do we need to change here what do we need to do to make this probably a little bit tougher and and get them you know get these kids prepped for the whole you know the long call into the season because the talent's there I think for the most part, the coaching um, is there. Uh, obviously, we want to see some, you know, some changes here and there with play calling, but that's every game with every team. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think in in also too, and Matt, I, tell me if I'm wrong with this. the The whole power of Paulson mantra. Yeah. Are we leaning on to it too much? Meaning that are we giving it too much credence that? the team has some sort of special, you know, powers when they play here, when it used to just be about that we had really good teams and then we had a really rabid fan base and those two things together would pretty much right. make it was a recipe for winning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you it, already had a good team and then you throw, you know, a, a, a rowdy envi- environment in it and yeah. the mix and where, where now it's like, yeah. So to answer your question, I think as a as a fan base and as a marketing department and like all of that, we're putting way too much stock in it. I do. Like I like yes, you should every team should play better at home. Like yeah. but it shouldn't be this big of a disparity. Like it shouldn't Correct. be uh yeah, night and day 
um, which which it is. I mean, it's you know like you're you're always gonna uh, you know struggle somewhat on the road, especially when you go and face good teams on the road in you know hostile environments like a James Madison, like a Wisconsin, not really so much like a um, like a Texas State. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that was a crazy you know an, an environment um, or hostile environment, but um, yeah, it like you know with travel and all that kind of stuff, and like yeah, Texas State. That's that's a long road trip and depending on the logistics and all that. Yeah. That, that there's advantages, right. Um, for, for the yeah. home team always. Um, but I think we're putting way too much stock as a fan base into the power of pulse and whether or not that is having an, uh, an effect on the team. I mean, maybe, right. Because I mean, like it, it shouldn't like, <laughs> but, but it's like, well, yeah, we're playing at home. We shouldn't lose at home. You're like kind of, um, you know, putting, um, you're like over indexing, right? Like, oh yeah, it's, it's at home. We're going to yeah. like give it 110% effort, but then we're going to give it yeah, 50% effort. If, if, <laughs> if that well, on, see, on the road, like think it's that, I just think that it's in, it's, it's in the heads of the team, right? Like, oh, well, when we're here, we're unbeatable. And then you take them somewhere else and it's just like, rea- like, I don't want to say reality, but it's like, but they usually like when you have that mentality, you get beat, you get humbled because it, you're, you're like overconfident, right? Like, oh, we can't well, lose at home, right? I don't like, think it's a, I don't think it's a overconfidence that this team has. I think it's more like, like they just believe in themselves. It's just belief. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, just it's just a belief that, that, that we win here. And for some reason that belief just does not carry out on the road, which I don't understand. This team as even with the, the faults that they have with uh, turnovers at times and and not executing again. Every team goes through this in every football game. This team is good enough to me to to, to be able to beat anybody that they play. Um, and and certainly they're too good to get blown out in the manner that they got blown out in in Texas. State I agree with that one. Yeah, like so, we're 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 better than yeah. we're better than our showings at Texas Correct. State and at James. It's just it's just mind boggling to me as a fan how you can see this team play so well, and then at certain times see them play so bad. And belief is it, a is another good word. I mean, I, I think you okay, know, yeah, but and and I think that ultimately falls on the coaching staff. Like, what are you telling them? What is that motivation? And I don't think that's something that has to wait until next season. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I, yes, it's something that. It, you want to instill in the off season and then carry that with you throughout the entire you know season. But it's, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's something that you can like flip by saying the right things, by doing the right things, by carrying yourself, you know, uh, the, the right way um, to, to instill that belief. Cause I mean that, yeah, that's something that I think could, could waver and change from, yeah. from week to week, you know? And, and, and I will say this, I see certain players where their performance is the same at Paulson as it is on the road. Like Jalen White, he plays great. Buchanan Caleb looked Hood. really good. Caleb Hood, um, yeah. Marquez Watson Trent right. plays great on yeah. defense. There are certain players on this team, their performance does not go down on the road. Right. But for some reason, overall collective, the team 
goes down. Yeah, and, and it's crazy. And it's yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's not talent. Like it's it's not like they're like Madden ratings like suddenly drop right as soon as they go go on the road. But it's it's that extra that extra spark, that yeah. extra effort, like, you know, that extra fire. Why is our gunner coming after the punter when it's fourth and four, right. and we're about to get the ball? Like that that makes no sense to me. Okay, come at them, but you don't have to hit them. Stop. Slow up. You've done this a million times. We've seen this plenty of times in in the previous what eight games to to make contact with the punter and to give them the extra first down yeah that was the momentum shift of the entire game but but that yeah but that itself like i mean you look back and anyone who watched the game i think will agree with that right i mean everything went downhill after that um give them new life they end up getting seven out of it um Mm -hmm. we couldn't capitalize on the on the first turnover we got you know when it looked like they you know it was going to be a um, just like a slugfest and um, and a shootout, and then we we get that big fumble. Um, we get uh, great field position there, and then you know only come away with a field goal. They turn around and um, after the the uh, the running of the kicker on the punt, <clears throat> then they get seven out of that. So that was a, a four point you know shift, and then it was just done from there you know it was like yeah. all the all the wind was out of the sails and it was just like we're just going through the motions for the rest of the game and it's that yeah, it kind just, of thing just, that like yeah yeah, that one play and you just see the team just kind of fall off in that second quarter so you have you know it's 14 10 we get the ball back we we sort of you know make a little bit of a drive and then we turn it over on downs and in again the play calling on that drive it was not <laughs> you and I did not like particular plays that were yeah. called. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like the fourth and five um, play that was called. Nope. Uh, you can't have a, when you see that the, that they're blitzing or that they're going to bring everybody you and you play. have one. Yeah. You have a route that's yeah, going to take three seconds to develop you, and, and he's eyeing down his receiver and you don't have a check down. Yeah. It's just, yeah. You have nothing that, to go on. Um, and better yet, when you see that, and you have to also ask yourself, is it smart in that situation to give Texas State a short field and give them the ball at the 40-yard line if you don't convert this fourth and five? Should we have punted it and tried to pin them inside the 20, 15, or 10? Um, I, I, again, it, I, I applaud the aggressiveness, but at certain times you have to say – if we don't get this fourth down conversion, is that worse than, you know, <clears throat> overall in, in for the football game? So you give them the short field, they go and they score, and now you're really in a hole to where you really feel like you have to force yourself into scoring and you feel like you have to, <clears throat> you know, throw the ball and then, bam, the interception. And now they kick the field goal. And now you go from... It being, you know, you look like you're about to get the ball back to go up two scores. Now, all of a sudden, now you're down, what was it, three scores at that point. Yeah. You know, or two scores still. That, that was the still, most. Still, it's 24-10. Uh, honestly, that was and the most that point, disappointing thing. Yeah. Like, how, yeah. how we, 
you know, yeah, like uh, I, I put out a tweet of like, look, we get the ball back at half. We're down 14. You come away like you show that spark. You show like, hey, we're going to you know, we're going to make this a game. Um, you make it a seven well, point game down 14. We're down 21. Cause then they, Oh no, that, that's, court. that's what I was saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When, when we were down 14, it's like, look, we're still very much in this game. You can run some clock. You can get, come away with a score, at least come away with three. Um, and then make it manageable, get the ball back in half. But then, you know, we, we fizzle out on offense. I think it was a three and out. Uh, then and they come down and then a terrible punt. Then they come march down the field score. Um, and then, and we, you know, still have time, like 40-something seconds left and decide just to, to go into halftime and not do anything. You know, and it's that kind of stuff that is incredibly frustrating as a fan because it was like we're just kind of like laying down yeah. and like, you know, chalking it up of like, oh, no, we can't. Like something's not working. We can't compete. Um, let's just like cut our losses and go to half and see what we can correct. And nothing was corrected. I mean, it looked no, just as bad in no. the third quarter as it did in the first and second. Yeah. So, I mean, we were, uh, we were out coached, outplayed everything. Um, yeah. Everything. And, and I'll be honest with you too. Uh, for the first time this season, Texas state looked like we, like we played a team that was not just faster, but a lot faster than us yeah. in at every position, um, on the field. Which even with JMU and Wisconsin, I didn't feel like we were, you know, <laughs> anywhere close to being looking like we were like this a complete like slower team um, than we were against this. Texas State had some really fast players at every position, whether it's offensive line, defensive line, receivers, running backs, um, absolutely just speed all over the field. Yeah. So. Uh, definitely a force to be reckoned with, um, which we knew that. Um, I yeah, think I mean, congrats this to game them. In the preseason, yeah. that this was going to be a tough game to go out there. Oh, it always so, is. It's all. It's always. Yeah. I mean, this was the most lopsided uh, loss right since 2005 when we were, you know, freshmen and at, at Georgia Southern, and we lose to them in the FCS playoffs and blow what a 35 point lead or 35, something like that. 16. 35 16 35 yeah with uh what 16 minutes left or something um yeah. and blew that and they ended up winning 50 something to 35 50 so, to 35 um, so yeah and, and that you know kind of changed the whole course of our, our yeah. program um but but yeah most lopsided uh um game not just lost this game to them um since 20 uh, uh or 2005 everything else mm-hmm. has been just a, a weird one um right uh, and but this is definitely the best team they've had, and, and we knew they were going to be good. We knew they were going to be like kind of a sleeper team and, and a much improved one. Maybe not as as good as they ended up being, um, but yeah, uh, GJ uh, Kenny has done an excellent job, he did a great job, a great job, yeah. and probably won't be there very long. Um, you know, especially if this success continues, yeah. he'll probably make it past this one year. Um, but if if they you know if they start the season hot uh, next year and and end up making noise and, and possibly he went in the West, I could I could see him. I could see a team poaching him. Well, you, okay, so a lot of things, that gets said a lot about any group of five coach that has a great start or has a great season with this, but it took Billy Napier, what, four seasons, five seasons before he left to it, go it to It did, but he didn't have Florida? the same kind of meteoric rise at, at like, F- I mean, yes, they, they were I don't know, but I yeah. think he showed. I think he showed the example of you don't need to always take the first pretty girl that comes and ask you out to the to the sure. dance, right? Like you can you can have your patience, 
you know, work your way. You, you know, the schools, Texas State has money, right? They, they can increase his salary after this season and his buyout, and they'll probably do that. Um, and he can have his time to where he can develop, you know, get, do better, and, and, you know, wait around until he gets probably a job that he legitimately wants. And I think that's what it comes down. I think the offers yeah. will be there whether or not he jumps and, and leaves, right? I, I don't think it's going to be like yeah. a Fritz-type deal and he goes to, like, another well, group of five. Okay, or, that's a completely yeah. different situation because yeah, the, I know, the I know. AD yeah. calls right. that. Okay. Because and, of money. A, because they wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. They're going to find a way to pay him. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's, he's not, he's not going to leave for rice. Right. Like, I, I feel like yeah. every athletic department has like a case study of like what not to do. Yeah. And that with was your it. football. Yeah. And, and this is like, okay, you see Tom Kleinlein at Georgia Southern. Don't do what he did with Willie Fritz sure. and yeah. yada, yada, you know, and you see, Find every, you know, yeah, like, uh, yeah. leave no stone. This is his coaching staff. Keep you know, yeah. the guy is, you know, Atkins is now the offensive coordinator at Florida State. Yeah. <laughs> and right. Del McGee's the one of the highest paid assistant coaches in all college football. Right. Like this was his staff. And because this AD was completely, you know, out of his mind. Right. That gets blown well, up and prideful and, and egotistical. Yeah. yeah. All, all so, but yeah, yeah no, I, you're I right. See, you're right. They're going to see him unless it's just some crazy job, right? Like for some reason, Texas or Texas A&M comes calling or something crazy like that. Right. Like, I don't know. It's not going to be, it's not going to be Baylor, right? Like he wouldn't go to Baylor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or Iowa. Or um, Iowa or yeah. Or like SMU but, but, going into, yeah. So, with that, yeah, I, I so I don't I'm not gonna expect him to be out in two seasons. Like like I, I to me Billy Napier to me really kind of rewrote how group of five coaches should approach or good group of five coaches should approach, you know, going forward with their next opportunity is is you have can you can wait, you can continue to build up what you have and wait for the opportunity that you want. Um so yeah, yeah. No, I don't, you're, I don't you're know. right. I mean, you look at like Neil Brown at West Virginia, like never really paying yeah. down. And you look right, so it's like, and that was pretty quick, right? I think he that was, was pretty quick. Yeah, um, three seasons or so at Troy, right? I think he's where he was. Yeah. Um, I mean, what is there anything else besides to put this game to bed? Is there anything uh, else? Yeah, yeah there's about? two. There's two things. I mean, okay. I, I want to talk about the defense because I think this was the most disappointing showing that we've had out of the defense at least for four quarters um as as a, a incomplete game i guess you could say um that, that that we've had i mean obviously jmu was bad was blowout the offense was also bad in that one um but but this like i mean you talk about the you know the the mentality and um not having that kill switch and all that kind of stuff like i mean the defense looked lost in this game the arm tackling the um they weren't they weren't putting hits on people right and 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 even even out of those like key players that you expect to have that i'm not saying like every single player um didn't have like fight or anything like that but i mean collectively watching this game and the defense it was the most frustrating and uh poor showing um of the season in, in my opinion. Yeah, I would say yeah. the ta- I think this is the worst tackling that I've seen yes. all year um by far. Um and now I you, you just looked at the Georgia State game and to me I thought the tackling in that game was phenomenal. I mean, how many times were we in one-on-one oh, yeah. situations Every, yeah. and we just and we just brought them Tackles down. Tackles for it was, losses and gang tackling yeah. and like all that kind of but stuff. But this and, one yeah. this was it was almost like the Texas State players were greased up and 
fast right it was well and also out of position we had a lot of players out of position i mean they made good plays and like bad angles the the team bad angles um like you said the team speed was was on display there they're definitely a a faster team um there's no question about it but i mean there was a lot of yeah bad angles which led to bad tackles and trying to dive and and arm tackling and but they made i mean credit to them they you know uh, caught the ball out of space i mean and just bad covers like like you know, we they were doing basic RPOs, which was just you know just a quick slant, quick inside slant, you know, to the slot receiver, and we were just getting completely just beat on it, yeah. bad. And uh, that's something that really now, you know, I get it. Ten years ago, when that was kind of first introduced in the college football, okay, yeah, that's that was something that defense coordinators had to adjust and come up for game plans and you know work throughout, but it's. It's been close to a decade, if not more, that that right. play has been in college football. You shouldn't get beat that bad on that. That should be something that you practice on, you know, I, early on. I in agree. Spring I agree. And, and that, that's what's most frustrating. Like if, if you're, if you know, if you're getting beat on like on on team speed on like deep balls and things like that, that's one thing. But yeah, a lot of their stuff was like on RPOs, and then you know, receiver catch it, turn up field, juke a certain way players are like not in good position at all right and it what would have been a four yard six yard seven yard completion turns into a 17 yard completion yeah, they <laughs> you know, a lot of so many yards after plays. after first contact and then yeah like a, a, a ton of big plays that weren't again like bomb passes you know like finley mm-hmm. played really well three touchdowns 301 yards looked great but i mean he he didn't make any like crazy throws right it was all just like high percentage stuff and he just let his receivers eat and got the tight ends involved and um yeah i mean you know they they, they certainly out play called us for sure uh but yeah i that that's the most frustrating is like jmu again like they were a buzzsaw you saw like early on like we're just not even going to be able to compete in this game. Like they wanted that like so much more this one. It was like, it was there. We were more evenly matched. Um, but we just kind of laid down and, and they, yeah, completely outcoached and outclassed us. And, um, yeah, on, on, on defense again, that's frustrating when it's like, it's there and you're just playing terribly. Like you're just, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so definitely wanted to, to notate that because I mean, yeah. Um, obviously with the other road losses, um, you know, Wisconsin defense kept us in the game again, JMU, um, that was a poor showing, but, but yeah, this, this, this is concerning. I mean, we, you know, we, we only forced one, one turnover, um, then, you know, the offense isn't able to, to do anything, um, you know, off of it. Uh, and, and no, we scored off their turnover. Oh, we did. You're right. Well, the the, the, the fumble field. by by Finley we scored oh that was the Jalen White that was the touchdown by Jalen yeah. White yeah um what was the 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 field goal when we got the ball um oh the that was the kickoff return that uh, was the, the kickoff, kickoff return. return and yeah. that was that to me that was very frustrating and uh, okay so they come down they get the opening possession they score we get the huge return that gets us inside what the ten was it, or fifteen something crazy like it was something really like that. close we had like two yards um, on the ensuing drive. Yeah, so, you know, I don't know how you felt watching the game, but when I see that big return, and then we, I don't know if we go three and out, if we have four plays or whatever the case may be, but you don't convert that into a touchdown and you only get a field goal out of that, 
had a bad feeling. At it was that basically point, a three and is, out. Is, yeah, we is, had we yeah, had a run for like a couple yards, and then we did, uh, or no, we had a run for I think eight, seven or eight yards. It was like second and two and third and two, and we we passed the ball twice, and it was just like bad play calls. They like blitzed both times. Bryn completely folded and panicked, and it just looked ugly. Yeah, yeah, and that was a. Um, let me pull it up because. You're right. I, I think at that point, I just had a bad feeling that this was just not going to be a, a great, <laughs> great game at this point. Um, and then I'll bring up one more thing, too, about this game, and then I think we can put it to bed, is that, yeah, sixth place. So, yeah, Jalen Wright runs for six yards. Yeah. You know, no game by Davis. Brennan passing complete, and then we have to kick the field goal. So the other thing, too, that I want to point out, and and – Oh, it's so crazy is that Jalen White had 159 yards, two touchdowns yep. on only 17 carries. Right. How in the world is he not getting the ball at least eight to 10 more times when you're doing that? And instead we're putting the ball in our quarterback's hands who obviously was not playing his best game. I mean, no. I mean just, a terrible game. He had happy feet. He was had terrible mechanics. He only had he was, six carries in the second half. After see, 11, 11 in the first half, or I'm sorry, uh, seven carries in the first half, 82 yards. He was averaging 11.7 yards um, per rush. Um, yeah, and, and you know, by the time you get the second half, you're, you're down too much. But yeah. again, you showed right there in the first half he had 11 yards a carry. Why are we not feeding him the ball? I, I you know, I, I understand the the it's an arid offense, it's a pass heavy offense, but you have to be able to see I agree. In if, the middle if of the game, if your that quarterback's the not playing well, right. He's having a day. They were they were playing, you know, um very much like old Dominion last year, right? They were giving us that yeah. box, especially on those draw plays and stuff. That's how, you know, he got the the long touchdown run and like yeah, like you you have to keep feeding him um in in that case and uh, take the pressure off your quarterback and take the pressure exactly. off the rest of the offense. I mean, if you if you put him, if you keep on doing it, they have to bring somebody and in the box. I don't even think we were team. down that. Yeah, we were down, what, 21 and a half. But, I mean, like, I, I think if you come out and you're like, look, yeah, we're, we're going to run the ball, like, um, I think we would have had a chance to to be in that game. Um, no, I think we, yeah, I think in the second quarter, you know, after you – go up or go down 14-10 or even uh, 21-10, you know, just feed Jalen White. Like, get him the ball, figure out a way. And, you know, if they're only having five guys in the box or even if you're able to succeed with six guys in the box and you're just running down their throat, make them change. Make them change to, to, to you. And, you know, again, if you're right. If they can't stop Jalen White – they're going to eventually have to do something. And when the, once when they do, then it should open up the passing lanes for, for Bryn to throw the football. Yeah. But we, again, you know, I, I know people give Ellis a hard time after our losses, and some of it to me is is not fair um, because we just don't know if it's really poor execution on the player's part, if it really is bad play calling. But sometimes you can tell that he doesn't see in the game who really has the hot hand and he right. just kind of continues to force a plan which regardless is a great of how the which game. is a great segue because i i do think yes i wanted to talk about marshall but i mean people want us to talk about Bryn and the, and the quarterback situation we've talked about it two weeks in a row um of him I being a, a liability new, I got a new term yeah 
Brinovers. They're Brin-overs, not turnovers, yeah, folks. They're Brinovers. Well, Brinception has already been coined as well, I believe. Um, <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, okay. yeah. I've seen a couple of people being like, Mr. Brin. Yeah, Brinception is is primed and ready. So no, it's it, it's not fun. To, it's not fun, to, and we're not making fun of them. We're just trying to make light of the situation. As well, it's frustrating the, with the fans. Uh, yeah, and and what the fans and ourselves included are are, are frustrated about is yeah what we just said, like not, not recognizing that someone is having a bad day at the office, especially on the road. And, and brand outside of that ball state game has played terribly on the road. Just terrible. Right. Very, very bad football on the road, bad in Wisconsin, six total turnovers, five interceptions, um, looked anemic against James Madison and then looked really bad, um, especially in the first half um, against Texas State, just five for 11, 38 yards, 36 yards in the interception. Um, he ends up uh, 18 of 27, 195 yards, got a touchdown. Again, a lot of that came in garbage time um, when uh, Texas State wasn't blitzing as much. They weren't showing that pressure, and he was able to to get in a rhythm and no, start completing passes. They were just trying to get the game over at that point. So, so yeah, he's he's looked really bad in those road losses. Um, you know, he's had times where he's looked good. You know, at at, at home, um, but then, like we said, you get kind of in those clutch moments when um, you can put games away, and we're not able to do that. We have to rely on the defense or special teams or something like that to do it. And yeah, at what point is it is he more of a liability than he is a benefit? And yeah. you know. And and you know the the question comes up about well backup so obviously you know J C French is is the number two guy do you do you put him in a in a situation like this against Texas State maybe you don't start him right and bring out the zero number and all that and and we know what all that means and stuff but like at what point do you put French in just to do something different just to switch yeah. things up. I think by the time, <clears throat> I think when the game got out of hand, it was thirty-one ten. I think you could have probably brought him out at halftime and just said, "Go have a game," you know, just go do your thing. Um, talking about French, um, and just and just let him have the half and say, "Look, Bryn, I understand your friends and family are here. Today's not your day. We're not going to risk hurting you, right, or getting you injured in the second half. Um, we're going to let French get some experience here, see how he does." Um, and, and just kind of move on. Let's just put it to bed, put it behind you, and, and, and go forward. Uh, I, and I'll take it a step further. I'll be honest with you, Matt. Um, you mentioned last week that we didn't want to look like we were backing ourselves into a conference championship. Like, let's just continue to win out and, and let's try to go 7-1. and one. And right. if JMU slips up, you know, you know, there we can kind of maybe say, okay, you know, we're 7-1, and one, we're a 10-2 team. Damn it, we need to be in in the conference right. championship. You know, you need to under, understand the rules. Well, honestly, at this point, I don't think JMU is losing. They're not. Yeah. Um, I don't know <laughs> to be honest with you if Keith Gill and the Sun Belt Conference really want a five and three or even a six and two East team competing against Troy at this point. Yeah. Um, it's a bad look. It's a bad look. It's for a bad. Conference. It's a, it's a bad look. Um, I don't know. I, like you said, if it, was, it was it was if it was the only loss, that's one thing. Yeah. Um, but now you know, and and even even if we went out, I mean, still like the way we lost to Texas State and then the way we lost to James Madison, good. it's not a good look. Yeah. It's just not. No, it's not a good look at all. Um, and you know, I don't know if if the Sun Belt has to abide by the NCAA non postseason 
well, are the postseason rules. If you ask James they, Madison, they don't. But I don't know. Okay. You know, like that's that's what their fans say is is that yeah. they're they're just cowering to to the NCAA, but they can set their own rules as far as you know. It post okay. postseason play is defined by like bowl games um, and okay. uh, college football playoff eligibility and ranking and and all of that. But um, supposedly so the see... Sun Belt can can make can make an exception without having to like run it by the NCAA to, to let them in. Okay. Okay. That's what I wanted to know because I can see a scenario to where air force just lost. If Fresno state loses again and you say have to lane, you know, stumble and you have sort of this chaos with the group of five to where there's no clear like front runner for the, uh, new year six bowl. Wouldn't it not benefit the Sun Belt to put JMU in the championship game to go against Troy? And if Troy beats them, then we, they can say, hey, look, Troy's probably the, the most deserving team at this point to go. Yeah. Um, and I only bring this up because do we really consider ourselves deserving to go to the conference championship at no. this point? Mm-mm. Okay. So, uh, again, if that's being the case, we're already got a bowl game. I'm pretty sure we're probably going to get there. Um, I don't see the problem with starting French the rest of the season. I agree, and um, and I think I think that's what people want us to, to say. And, and and like, look, I've said it before. Like, if you truly think he's going to be your starting quarterback next year, and you're not going to dip back into the portal to get to find somebody else, play him the last three games, right? A hundred percent. And 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 from what we've seen, I question that statement of the confidence that he is going to be that guy next year, because if, if that's true, um, then why wouldn't you have played him earlier? Cause again, I mean, like, like Brent, I mean, you know, as a coaching well, arguments staff, made, you're going to play the best, that, the best hand to, to win you a conference championship or, or yes. get you there. And again, I think, especially on the road. And again, you have to win road games in order to you win to. your division period if we can't win on the road we're never going to win a conference title we're never going to win the east period yep. and Bryn can't win on the road he, he he can't he's proven that time and time again um again the lone exception being ball state um we'll see how you know this final three game stretch ends up you know odu is is is, is a great team that's the only one we get at home um you know that's certainly not guaranteed by any stretch um and then while marshall is back against the wall like i said you know they're they're going to be hungry to to right the ship and um well they're fighting for ball they're fighting for bowl eligibility and then you know they've got the 75 game coming up so they're gonna have that extra motivation which is our game and and yeah so they're they're gonna have a ton of reasons to to play hard um and, and then app is app, right? And and what yep. would no matter what's going on there, they could fire um Clark, they could, you know, be uh fighting for bowl themselves. Uh, you know, yeah. like like last year, they're um, you know, uh, uh honoring our our money Edwards, all of that kind of stuff. So like they're gonna have plenty of, of, of motivation in that already game. Sold out. Yeah, there you go. And so um yeah, it's it's uh, I I personally I I don't have a whole lot of confidence in in this team or in Davis Brand to to win out the season. I just I, yeah, I, I don't. Say, do you, do you like, like the, I think that's the question. Do you see this team going three and zero the rest of the season no. as it currently is? Okay, so if you don't see it, 
like that. Do something feel different. Like, if you feel like the, the, a big reason for that is quarterback play, then I think the conversation has to come up with, do you let French play these last three games? If the coaching staff truly believes. Now, if and they that, don't and that's, believe that's the thing, quarterback right? belief, year, belief then, is the a, is a, a thing, right? So, like – and and again we're we're not behind closed doors so we don't know and no. and i guess where my headspace is is like i'm defaulting to blind trust to the coaching staff that they know something we don't so as bad as bren has looked at times especially on the road i have like I'm blindly trusting the staff that knows like, well, they still believe that he's the best possible person to be in there to win us these games. And well, if that's the case, then they need to change the formula on for the offense, which is, I think they need to, the, the offense needs to run through Jalen white. Yes. Okay. So that's how I think the offense changes. Now that you completely change up your offensive system, but force teams to stop white and then when they can show that they do or they decide to bring seven or eight in the box, then that should allow your passing lanes to open up and yeah. should give Bren time to throw the ball and should give him throwing lanes to throw the ball and the receiver should be wide open. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, kind of put, you know, with Van Trees last year, you could flip-flop either way. You know, you had a pretty good, you know, if the team did this, you could do this. If the defense right. did this, you could go the other way. With this, you have to, to me – you really have to run your offense through Jalen White, especially if they're healthy and he and he looks pretty daggum healthy. He at looks, this point. yeah, he looks the best he's so, had. Yeah. So run the offense through White, force the defense to put seven, eight guys in the box, and then when they do, then throw it over the top of their heads. Um, and, and go to your RPO game at that point. Go to your play action game at this. Roll Brent out. Give him a, a, a way to either throw the ball or to run for a couple yards. So, so yeah. yeah, to take the pressure off the offensive line and really him and let him just to, to play the game. I think at times, especially on the road, he overthinks it. Get him to where he can just, you know, naturally play like it's a backyard. Right. Um, and not have him sit here and go through possession, you know, progressions and, and get the happy feet. I mean, it, I know it's it's a lot easier said than done, but to see him just sit there and continue to, you know, backpedal and backpedal and backpedal and, and then try to well, throw and like the ball. do the big rollouts and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Some of the decisions like, you know, get, getting rid of the ball faster, throwing the ball away, not throwing it away where you have intentional grounding, right? We saw that. Um, when he backpedals and spins, like even spinning the right way, like he ends up like trying to extend plays, but it's like he's, I don't, I don't know, like he's, he's he's running back further than he needs to. Um, it's just, yeah, you're, you're, you're just not making smart football plays. Like, yeah. like, and, and, and it's just especially apparent on the road. Um, and again, I don't know if J.C. French can do better because we haven't seen it. Like, again, he hasn't been put in great positions. Um, he's either been put in garbage time or he's been put, like, when, when Bren needed, like, a breather because his helmet got knocked off or yeah. he got the blindside hit at JMU and then uh, French throws an interception. But and like, you also have to take into consideration, too, that during the week he's not getting the reps with the ones. He's not getting he's the reps, right. And, and see, yeah. that's the thing is, like uh, – where the blind trust comes in. Cause honestly, I can't, I can't bring myself to believe that this coaching staff with Clay Helton, with Brian Ellis, I mean, guys that have been there, 
guys that know, guys that have won games. I cannot big games. Big games. Um, I cannot bring myself to believe that they're running Bryn out there for something other than the fact that he's the best person winning his football games. Right. Like I, I can't imagine that they're and like, if, if they truly believe that French is the guy and that he's going to be the guy next year and maybe he's not polished, maybe he's not sharp. Like, why aren't you doing that? It's not even playing for next year. It's like, get, get him reps, start up that yep. competition again, Coach, Pl- him up. Uh, coach him up, platoon, coach him up. platoon the guys if you need to, wh- whatever you need to do. Um, so yeah, that's where it comes for me. Is is like, look, if if honestly, I'm going to be irate if like French ends up being the quarterback <laughs> next year because it's like it's almost like like you're throwing away the season this year. Like, why why would you not? If you know that, if you truly in your heart believe that he is the guy. Give them reps. The, Give them time. Get them ready. Down to is that as long as JMU is technically banned from postseason play, including this conference championship, technically we're still in the driver's seat and we're still the number one team to represent the East. And that's what that's the mindset and that's the rationale that they're going to use to continue to have Brennan be the starting quarterback. You know whether we deserve it or not. Whether we think that we're actually going to compete with Troy at Troy if we make it there. That's, that's my concern. I don't want to get separate. embarrassed on national TV. Like it, just in like the Coastal did last exactly. year. Coastal got completely embarrassed yeah. last yeah. year. Um, and you know, again, there's also financial incentives for these coaching staff to make it to the conference championship. So they they're doing the best to try to get this team. To as many wins and to no, as so, many, yeah, I you know, I agree, and that's what I'm saying. So. It's like it's a head scratcher because it's like they surely like they know what's best, and that they're you know again they're they're putting the guy in that they think is is the best guy for the job at at the time, and and like and that's concerning in itself because again, Bryn's play has been really bad. So if that is the best we have, then to me. Yeah. French isn't the guy next year because no amount of coaching is going to get him to be able to close that gap. Um, and yeah, I, it says, I, I think that's where a lot of fans are at right now because they're like, look, if, you know, Brink came in, he was a one year loner. Um, he just, he hasn't really gotten it done. I think most, you know, believe that, you know, he's, he's not a guy that's going to win us a conference championship if, if, uh, even get us there. And, you know, if, if that's the case, play French, if French isn't ready, or if he's not the guy, who is the guy? Is it Bo Allen? You know, which you can't see because he's ineligible. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Like that's the, you know, but I wish I knew these, (laughs) these answers. It's all speculation, you know, but like, that's, that's where I'm at with it because it's just like, you know, uh, I I just can't see this the coaching staff being that naive or inept or stubborn, right? Like we're seeing out like the Falcons and the whole like Desmond Ritter thing, right? <laughs> like I I think to that it's like you can't you have no loyalty, like I, right? Part I mean, of that to me too. Well, we're not gonna get this isn't a Falcons podcast. Yeah. I, I just just I I think what needs to happen for the these next three games. Um, is, is I think the offense has it's got to be a switch, just a tiny switch, but it's got to run through Jalen White. It, you've got to, you've got to start it early, 
and often. And that may be frustrating, and we may go three and out on the first two possessions, but you've got to show that defense, your opponent, that you're going to run Jalen White through them no matter what. And, you know, I think if they stop it, fine, then you adjust. If they don't, continue to run them through. Continue just to run right at them and force them to adjust. And when they do, again, it should, in theory, open up the passing lanes and open up the passing attack that they want to do. But if you continue to to try to lean on Bren in these, especially in these away games, you're going to get the same result that you've seen against Wisconsin, JMU, yeah. and Texas State. I agree. I agree. Make him more of a game manager um, and, and not yes. like we're going to put the ball in your hands 50-plus yeah. times and go win us the football game because he's proven that he – you can't do that. That's not the case. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. You have an NFL caliber running back back there and Jalen White, um, feed him, you know, like, and, and again, he's, he's, he's hungry. He wants it. Um, you know, he believes in his abilities and, and he also is like a spark for the team. Like, like you have to feed yeah. off of that. Like, and use him in the passing game. He didn't have a single reception this last right. game either. And yeah. I don't even know if they threw the ball to him. No, the check down stuff. Like that's the other thing with Brand is like, and I don't know if that's play calling brand combination, probably combination, but like, uh, everybody knows like he looks down his receivers and he's, he's not great with reason and, and progression, but the, the the reads that he's trying to make and, and the guys he's trying to go through uh, to are like it's just head scratching decisions because I mean he's, yeah. he's forcing the ball he's um, lofting it you know where it's in double coverage or it's like I I hold my breath a lot of times right when 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 he throws because it's just like he's he's not making those like dart throws that you saw last year um, out of Calvin and Trees and again. Kyle made plenty of mistakes, had what, 15 interceptions, um, which, you know, Bryn is, is certainly on pace to, to eclipse, not one that you want to want to break, but, um, you know, he's already at 13. Um, and, but if you look like the interceptions are not all created equal, right. And, and like the ones that Bryn has thrown and probably should have thrown a lot more than 13 at this point, um, had a lot of drops and things like that. It's, it's just head scratching throws. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's, yeah. I, so, so like, I, I, I think with, with the play calling the way it's been with like his ability with, um, and again, I mean, we, we had white last year, obviously, and we, we had other talent around him, but, um, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't think Brandon is that guy that's gonna, um, win his football games, especially on the road, especially big games like conference championship games, um, where you're asking him to do everything and win, and win it for you. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, all right. Yeah. Anything else? No, no. <laughs> I, I think mean, we kind of spent a lot more time on that than what we probably planned on. We did, we, we did. But I mean, I, th- <laughs> I think it pretty much like sums up what we need to see out of Marshall. I mean, you just said I think the it game plan sums up yeah. the fans' perspective really well. It does. Um, yeah. So Marshall, hey, five, five straight. Uh, yeah. So they start with four straight wins. Um, now five straight losses. Uh, they they're a team that's reeling right now, and, and they're, they're decent they're, wins too. 
yeah, decent wins. I mean, they struggled against uh, FCS opponent in Albany, um, won that one 21 to 17. They beat East Carolina 31 to 13. Um, their best win so far is uh, Virginia Tech, who looked really bad when they played them, um, but has since, you know, started to kind of turn things around a little bit. Uh, but, yep. uh, you know, in state, ri- or not in state rival, the neighboring rival, I guess. Um, but Power Five school, um, always want to play up in that one. One twenty-four to seventeen, more convincing victory than than James Madison, you know, over over uh, UVA. Um, yeah. They beat Old Dominion uh, forty-one to thirty-five, um, and then should have beat NC State. Very much was in that game, um, but ended up losing forty-eight to forty-one, and then that's when the wheels really started to fall off. They uh, yeah. go to Atlanta. They play Georgia State. Georgia State beats them forty-one to twenty-four. All of a sudden, I mean, they were never really in that game. Um, you start thinking, well, Georgia State like is is a contender. Like they're really you know going to be there. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, little did we know, like Marshall had pretty much like the wheels had started to fall off um, mm-hmm. at, at that point. Then they uh, faced James Madison, gave them you know a really close game, probably the closest game right they've had. Uh, Recently, um, a defensive struggle. Um, Jace Madison pulls away late, uh, twenty to nine. Um, the one touchdown, I believe, in that game uh, for Marshall came off. on a kickoff return right uh, later in the game uh, to make it look uh, closer. But yeah, I mean, their defense played really well against Jace Madison's um, offense. That game was on the road, um, but uh, but yeah, the the last three games. Um, especially, I mean, the offense has been completely anemic. I mean, they've had yeah. 14 total no points more. in the last three games combined. There you go. Yeah. How many? No. Four, no. Yeah, right? My math's right. 18 and no. 6? Yeah, what's 18 plus 6? 24. 24, what did I say? 14. It's late. It's been a long week. <laughs> um, no, no, you know, it's it's interesting. They have not scored more than 10 points in the last three games, right? Nine against James Madison, six against Coastal, nine against App. Um, the James Madison game was at home. The Coastal and App games were on the road. Uh, again, they um, have seemed to kind of fallen off, as you can say, after the Georgia State kind of really – I mean, Georgia State really demolished them in Atlanta. I mean, I've watched that game. It wasn't really that close. Uh, I'm trying to see here, Rashida Ali, he actually played. Um, against App State, 13 carries, 79 yards. Uh, Francher was their quarterback. I know that there's kind of been a little bit of a debate with Marshall about who their quarterback should be, but it looks like Fran- Francher is still the guy. Um, last year, they beat us pretty handily, if I remember correctly. Um, we had a chance to maybe you know take the lead at one point, had an interception, turn the ball over. I know that they kind of did like a, I think it was like a 10 or 11 minute death march in the second half that really kind of prevented us from even getting the ball to have any sort of a comeback in that game. Um, this is, uh, this is an interesting matchup. Um, on paper, it looks like we should win this game. But again, as you said, this is a, this is a game in Marshall, um, in West Virginia. We know how bad we played on the road. Uh, and this is their they're celebrating their seventy five for those that don't know. Um, obviously, back in the seventies, they were uh, coming back. Their football team was coming back from an away game. I forget who they were playing. Um, obviously, the plane crashed. 
several players and coaching staff passed away. Obviously, their season was canceled that year. Um, the We Are Marshall movie is completely based on all that with Matthew McConaughey. Yep. You can go through and see all that. So, um, again, they're they're honoring that football team, those players and coaching staff that has passed away. Um, obviously, that's a huge loss for that that <clears throat> university. They're still took them a long time to recover to, on multiple yep. fronts as a football program exactly. to be successful. Obviously, yep. all the emotion and everything that goes with it. They did though, right? They, I mean, you have Randy Moss, you have um, uh, Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington, thank you. Um, so yeah, I mean, they they certainly left their mark at the FCS level, and then have mm-hmm. had success, you know, in in, in Conference USA um, at the FBS level before moving uh, to the Sun Belt. Um, yeah. So. This is, again, this is a week that the university gets up for, regardless of how their season is going. This is a, a week that they want to honor this team, obviously, with a victory, um, but more importantly, just to honor their memories and their lives for those that had passed away. So, um, again, there's going to be heavy emotions for this team going into this game. Um, 100%. I mean, they're, they're, one, at, they're one of four in the conference. They're out of the East race, right, at, yeah, at that point. The East, but they win. definitely want to make a bowl game. Um, they're at, and, they're, and, and they could. They've got three th- uh, three games left, just like us. Uh, two are at home, um, the game against us, and then the closeout uh, against Arkansas State, which Arkansas State, you know, is looking like a team that's having a lot of momentum, kind of like the, uh, the complete opposite 180 trajectory um, as yep. Marshall right now. Um, but that, that is a winnable football game. South Alabama is their lone road game to close it out, and, and that's just a Jekyll and Hyde team. You never know where you're going to get out of them. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, the, long story short, like of these next three, I would say all three are winnable. Um, but, you know, they're, they're going to want to like, yeah, they're going to want to stop the bleeding. And they have every yeah. reason to do it um, against us for, for all the things that you just uh, named. Um, but, uh, yeah, this <clears throat> this is still a very good football team. This is still a, a team that a lot of people, myself included, um, you know, projected to, to win the East. And while that's not mm-hmm. going to happen, they still have a lot to play for. Um, not just the emotional stuff, but, um, you know, to play for a bowl game. Yeah. Play for a bowl game. So, and, and I think if they, if they lose this one, that's probably out of the question. I mean, they can, they can, they can close out with two wins and get to six and six. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they're, they're going to, they're going to get their all in this one. Yeah, they're going to get their all in this one, and they're going to come after it. And they're going to be confident. They beat us last year. Why wouldn't they be confident? Yeah. Uh, and obviously, they're going to look at that they're playing at their place and see how bad that we're playing on the road. I mean, they're going to be a confident bunch, regardless of what their record says, regardless of how they played the last three games. They're going to probably feel like they can win this football game. And, and you know, respectfully, I understand where they're coming from. They get it. Uh, um, again, <laughs> if, if the... The Sun Belt continues with the ban against JMU for the conference championship. We're still in the driver's seat. We still have to come out and win this game. Um, we can't just hope that JMU beats everybody for us and we get in some weird three-way, four-way tie for a few teams at five and three or whatever the case may right, be. Right, and Goat comes out of in. points and head head. Yeah, or some craziness. Kind of yeah. Like, yeah. So, you know, this is a team that's struggling. We need to come out set the tone early, get ahead, you know, kind of impose our will and 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 get a road win. Get a road win and and finally kind of build some confidence that we can do this. Cause you your next two games, ODU at the home, this is senior night, that'll be a big emotional for us. 
We have a six-game winning streak at home. We obviously want to continue that. And then you have the last game at App. So let's get this victory. Let's go. I think it. two things with this, I think it has to deal with one. What we said before is getting Jalen White going. Um, Marshall's defense is not as good as what it was last year, especially their still rush great. defense. Still, still, yeah, I mean, rush rush defense is it's like one eighty is third like in the conference right now. Um, they give up uh, uh, ninety three yards per game. Oh, is it? Yeah. Gosh, what did I? Well, then what did I see? I saw something else that was that obviously was nowhere near that. Oh, you so know what? I'm looking. Ignore. I'm looking. I'm sorry. No, here we go. Refresh. Um, okay. I was looking at last year, so that that was what they gave up last year. Um, okay. They are nowhere near, so they're giving up. Okay. Um, they are giving up rushing uh, 178 yards a game, so they are 11th in the conference. Okay. 11th in the conference. Okay. So third in again, passing, though. All right. So again, I think. Use Jalen White in this game. Yep. You know, set <clears throat> set your offense through him. Put your offense through him. Throw when you need to. And then on the flip side of that, our defense has to come ready to play. Stop their run. Um, force their quarterback to beat you. He can. I mean, obviously he did it with us last year. Um, but make it tough. You know, don't give up the big play. Don't let the receivers get behind you. You know, play smart. Uh, but still, you know, Stop their run game, force the quarterback to have to beat you. You know, apparently that has been the mo for most teams this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's just try to emulate that and see if we can't come out of there with a victory. Again, I'm not expecting a blowout. Any victory, any point spread, whatever the case may be, is going to be happy with me just as long as we win and can show that we can actually win on the road. Right. Um, and if we do that, I think that will get the fan, you know, should get the fan base back into it, should get us pretty pumped for the home game against ODU, and then set us up for the last two games and, and see if we can't finish the season at 9-3. and three. If we finish season 9-3, that's great. Best since, what, 2018 with, with Lunsford? Right. Yep. And, and go for a 10-win season in the bowl game. I agree. This, this game so, is pivotal because I, I do think yeah. it will. I mean, we say that every week, I know. But, like, I if we lose this game, I don't know if we win another one. I, I don't like I, if if we lose this game, we've got uh, like yeah. a realistic shot that we could end six and six again, um, and zero and yeah. four in, in the month of November. Um, like Ooh, that's gonna be tough. Yeah, that's gonna be because tough. these games compile on each other, and like in that confidence, I, I think like you're gonna see you're not gonna see the power pulsing as much in that ODU game if if you come away with you know zero and two on on the road stretch. Um, you're you know and. Old Dominion is, is going to be a tough team. They're going to be playing for, for a lot of stuff. Um, at that point, they could be still playing for the East, possibly. Um, and, yeah, like, I, I, I just I, – you never know what's going to happen with App, but um, – Well, ODU has been in, like, seven or eight straight one-possession games. Yeah, yeah. they're going to play close. Season. Yeah. So they've been playing close games. It's been going back and forth. Um, you know, they'll win a couple, they'll lose a couple. It's that game. I'm kind of scared of that game, to be honest with you. But again, it's at home. That's where that's kind of helping me with my confidence against ODU. If it was in in Virginia, I'd be a little bit more worried about it. But um, I would too. But I mean, honestly, I'm, we'll I'm going to be terrified of it if if we uh, uh, come out of uh, Marshall with a loss because yeah. because at that point, like the East is pretty much out of the question um 
and you know with uh yeah i will say this so 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 i i it's in west virginia um looking it up it looks like they're predicting the the temperature at game time to be in the low 40s are you any concerned about the weather and or frigid air that it's hard to say because we haven't faced that yet right i mean i haven't i don't know yeah you would think brim would be used to it in tulsa right tulsa can get pretty cold at times again yeah um you know i i uh we'll see as long as it's not snowing i think we'll be all right if it's clear i think we should be good um i don't know i I, this is this is a weird game i i I shouldn't say weird game I, i have a um it's just difficult to to what to anticipate with us playing as bad as we did against Texas State. I I did not expect us to play that bad, and and that has me concerned going forward. I felt like we would at least compete a lot better than what yeah. we did. Yeah, I I definitely thought we could lose, but I didn't think we'd lose that bad and not really be in the game. Correct. Yeah, um, you know, going into the second half, and and that's that was it was just a deflating game. It was the deflating game. I will game say this. It's it's a huge contrast in offensive styles going from Texas State to yes. Marshall. Yeah, where Texas State their, their is quarter a lot of, their quarterback play is very bad. Um, their uh, I mean, he's Frazier is definitely prone to mistakes. Um, if if they get their backs against the wall and we can get up on them early, whether it's running or passing or, or combination, um, that's the recipe for for winning yeah. this. Because he I, may I don't, be the yeah. only quarterback that has a worse touchdown to interception ratio. Than Bryn, he has eight TDs, eight touchdowns, two eleven interceptions. Uh, yeah, um, compared to Bryn, who has eighteen touchdowns and thirteen. And he's thrown way so, less passes. Um, yes, over less than a hundred passes, yeah, less than go. Bryn. So yeah. there you go. Um, yeah, so like that's that's the recipe there. I know Ali is a great running back, um, great but running a back. lot of teams have sh- have shut him down. Same thing with Carroll at Georgia State, right? So like. I, th- I think I think it's going to be like that Georgia State game of like if, if you can get up on them early, get their backs against the wall, then you know force them to throw, force them to throw. Yeah, you got to force them to throw, and and like then Ollie, like we saw out of Carroll, like he'll get his carries, he'll get his yards because we won't be expecting that. Um, and he's a talented back, but but yeah, like I, I don't think Cam Francher can beat you if we're up multiple scores and then you you need them you know you need him to have a great game i think mm-hmm. i think that's that's how you win this one so uh but yeah. if the opposite if it's kind of one of those like grinded out games or if it's like texas state where they jump up on you then then we're in trouble um yeah if they so. jump up on us and they can play that possession keep away then right. yeah that's going to be very tough to to yep. overcome so uh it's it'll be an interesting matchup for sure as conscious of styles and to me, really, it's it's what team shows up in West Virginia. Is it the team that we see in Statesboro? Is it the team that we've seen on the road um, consistently through this year? So what do they do during this week to prep them to get them ready to play on the road and can you, uh, get them to understand that if you were playing this team in Statesboro, do you believe <laughs> that you could beat them? And if so, then that should be the same attitude that you carry up to the West Virginia. You think? I mean, I, I just I don't yeah. I don't see what 
yeah, like I, I don't know what you really need to say for motivation. It should all just be evident, right? I mean, like, it should be. I mean, again, everything's in front of you. You're still in the driver's seat. You have key tiebreakers over Georgia State. Um, and, yeah, you, and, and you're coastal, still like, in the, you're still in the in, in the driver's seat for this. I mean, there should be tons of motivation to 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 go in there and to and to close out this year. You know, with three victories right. going going into this. Um, simply for the fact that you can still represent the East in the conference championship. So, yeah, I mean, you, you got to come out guns blazing, you know, head on fire, and, and let's go. But you could say the same thing about Texas State, and that's what we were hoping that you'd see, and, and you, you did it. Hope. And, and yeah, I, I get it. I get they're a West team, and so, like, the it counts in the conference standings, but the, the tiebreaker deal doesn't matter as much. But, um Still, I, I just like, see. I, I hate that. I, see, I saw some of those comments. But well, well, if you're going to lose to a team, we'll lose. I one. hate. Oh, that, I do too. Man, it's that. Gosh. That's a. That's the. Yeah, that's the mentality. I think the team has can't um, have that mentality, and they can't have it. Yeah, and the fan base shouldn't even have that mentality. It's no. just. It's just a weird. It's a. It's a weird. I mean, we saw it against uh, James Madison as well. It was like, oh, and and yeah, like after the fact, I got on here and was like, well, it's it's still one loss, and it's a loss to a team that the tiebreaker doesn't matter for because like if they end up beating everybody, like it looks like they're going to do like it is what it is. Like if Mm -hmm. the conference doesn't make an exception, then the second place teams in period. Um, So like after the fact, I think you can make some of those like rationalizations, but like before that should certainly not for the team. I mean, the fan base, uh, you know, uh, yeah, the fans are fans are going to like do whatever they're going to do. But, um, the, the team certainly can't think like that. And I, I think they have, like, I, I think both in the Texas state game and the James Madison, like you lacked that tenacity or that spark or that, like, yeah, having that kill switch because it's like, Oh, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Oh, things didn't bounce our way. Oh, we had this penalty against us. Oh, they jumped up early on us. Like, yeah, we can, you know, it, it's at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if we lose by 40 or if we lose by four, like, you know, this, this <laughs> game, right. That's yeah. kind of what it's like felt like. And so it'll be interesting to see if that's different against Marshall where it's like, yeah, no, this is the East division um, rival. This game does matter. You're still in the driver's seat, go in and close out the season strong. Yeah. Um, we gotta, so yeah, we need to close out the season strong. And, and, and if anything, just, to have the confidence to go in the next year, just close it out. Let's do it. Let's run the table and let's win and let the chips fall where they fall in terms of the conference championship. And if us go, James, you go or whatever the case may be. So, um, I don't know. I, I think this is more, I think this is a game about us. What team shows up and what's our mentality when we get up to West Virginia? Yeah. I mean, if the same team shows up that showed up in San Marcos, Texas, it's, I'm really concerned. I like, I, I don't, again, I don't know if we're going to win another game where we match a record of last year. We're six and six. Um, I think you're, you're starting. Man, that's going to, that's going to, that's going to light a lot of butts on fire. If it's going to light up six and six. If, oh yeah. No, it, it, it mean, will. But goodness I, mean, gracious. I, I think, I think honestly, like it depends on like how we win or lose this football game too. And like, and yeah. I would say more lose, like if we lose and we lose in similar fashion as we did against JMU and, and Texas state, there's, the seats are starting to get hot and I'm not saying that it's Helton's. I'm not saying it's Hudson, but like seats are starting to get hot. If we, if we see an anemic offense again and, and Marshall yeah, I think the pressure yeah. goes up for sure yeah. next season. Like, I don't think anybody loses their job, so to speak, but I think 
I think yeah. seats, seats get are warm. hot. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, it does like that. It, it compiles on each other while it only goes down as one loss or one win. It does compile on each other. So it's 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 yeah. how you show out, you know, on on the road. And it's like, yeah, you you go to to San Marcos, Texas, and, and it's a it's a shootout and, um, you know, you lose 49 to 48 or something like you can chalk that up and be like, well, we gave it an effort. Right. But like that Correct. was an embarrassing showing. And and like if you have another yeah. embarrassing showing, you know, at, at Marshall and then have another one um, at uh, in, in Boone out. in Boone and then, yeah, and lose into your rival. Um, yeah. And then, you know, depending on how ODU shakes out, let's say, you know, Power Paulson shows up and, you know, they play the, uh, play better and um, and win that one. Okay, you're at seven wins, like one one win improved from last year. But it's like, I, I don't know. Like, it's, like I yeah. said, we, we had the conversation last episode. You walked into this month six and two. The expectations has changed what it was, it was at the beginning of the season. Most right. fans would have been happy with seven and five, eight and four. Well, now you're six and two. If you finish seven and five, that's a disappointment. That's a huge disappointment. You finish, you, you finish eight and four. Depending on how those that November, month of November shakes out, eight and four could also be a, a huge disappointment. So right now, you had a terrible loss against Texas State. If you continue down this, you know, downhill path, and you continue to rack up losses. Yeah, what started out as a great season has now turned into a season that really nobody's satisfied with and nobody's happy with, and everybody's left scratching their heads as to what the world, what happened. So, no, I think I think you're right. This this has an opportunity to turn bad quick, and this coaching staff better understand that that the opportunity is now. You need to stop the bleeding now, and let's go out and beat Marshall. Yeah, no, for sure. So, all right, Cody. Well, I'll be holding my breath <laughs> um, on, on this one. And yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. But like I said, I, I think we're. Yeah. Well, no fans has confidence at this point. Not on a no, road game. They don't. Nobody has any confidence. In anything. In, but, in, but again, it no. is, it is what it is. Like, I think we're going to roll Brent out there. I think we're going to, you know, um, hopefully, uh, you know, Ellis has a come to Jesus meeting. And, and like you said, he, he, <laughs> he, uh, he, he rolls with Jalen white. Right. And again, just tries to, uh, make the game manageable for Brent and, and not expect him to not ask him to do too much. Right. Yeah. I think you, I think you go into, you know, these meetings this week and you get your offensive line together, you get your running backs together and you say, we're going to roll through y'all and here we go. And, you know, <clears throat> once when you see that they put seven, eight guys in the box and, all right, throw it at that point. But man, just I think your best player is White. Run your offense to him. And then the other on the other side, Brandon Bailey. I mean, after your your worst showing, um, in my opinion, of, of four quarters of football on the defensive side of the ball, um, you go and you make, make you make a statement. You hit hard. You play hard. You play through the you know um, to the whistle. You, they're doing tackling drills. You're doing this week. tackling drills. Yeah, don't want to see the arm <laughs> tackling. Let's let's do some of those gang tackles. Let's like let's blitz. Let's put up the pressure. Put it on. Francher. I mean, I, I don't think that he can beat you alone, right? So, I mean, it's it, like, it, yeah, uh, and, and he's nowhere close to the quarterback that Finley is. So, like, Correct. put, I mean, bring the house, send the pressure, make him uncomfortable 
all game. Do not let up if we, you know, if we, um, if we build a lead, um, and let's, let's close them out and, and, and make this convincing. Right. So I, yeah. I, I think this is a huge challenge for, for both sides of the ball, um, going into this and, um, sure like i'll be happy if we come away with a one point win um but i'm i'm hoping that we can we can make a statement in this and really set a strong precedent for the rest of the season regardless of how it shakes out with postseason play um you know i hope that this game is a defining moment that give puts us on the path to a nine win um regular season instead of a a reeling going into the into late november just trying to um uh get one or, or or two wins more than what we did last year. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Definitely. So with that, Cody, um, as always, hail Southern. Hail Southern.